All right. So has everybody had a chance to scan the questionnaire for the character? Mm-hmm. Once. So we're going to start in Montana, Liberty, Montana. Ooh, let me get my notebook. With that, I have something for you guys to read in general, if you would like, if I can find it. The first thing is concept. You don't have to be living there when we start the game. You can be arriving there. I think we're going to start with everybody not knowing each other. It might work if one or two people know each other, depending on concepts, though. And it allows for a lot of variants. You could be cattle, ranchers, uh, drifters, people moving in, showing up to become a deputy, a preacher moving into town. There is no preacher currently. And so far I have one concept, and that is Sunday McBride. Yes. <clears throat> that would be mine. Well, look at you, ahead of the game. <laughs> I know, what is this? Somebody's prepared. Yeah. Making all us old <laughs> making all us old hands look bad. Uh yeah, so Sunday McBride. <clears throat> Do you want me to just go through just um, you don't quick, have to or... answer the questionnaire, just a brief mm-hmm. description of who she is, what she does, what she looks like. Okay. Uh Sunday McBride, um, Nickname is Sunny, but S-O-N-N-Y. She is um, the seventh child and only daughter of Decla McBride, a rancher outside of Dodge in Kansas. She's um, 18. She's in Montana now after being uh, convinced to uh, go to Montana and build her own ranch empire with uh, a scoundrel of a a man named Jimmy Wilson who ran off with some saloon harlot, but we won't get into that. Um, so she's, like I said, a ranch hand right now. She's working odd jobs. She's decided to stay and and do what she set out to do. <clears throat> As for her appearance, well, she uh, she stands just a few inches shorter than an average man. So figure about five six, five seven. I'm working on a ranch. She's a little bit uh, stockier and stronger than most women. So she's a little more muscular and not as curvy as most women. She's built more straight shot like like a man. And she's got long uh, strawberry blonde hair that she keeps braided up because it's a lot easier when you're working out on the ranch. Uh, eyes are green. She has freckles on her face and her skin is tanned because she's outside a lot. Um, uh, she always has a, a pretty serious look to her face. She doesn't smile too often. When she does, it is a warm, genuine smile. But she's pretty grounded, down-to-earth, serious-type person. Um, clothing-wise, it's ranch clothing, but it's hand-me-downs from her six older brothers. They never really... It didn't seem fitting to buy her girl clothes working on a ranch, so she was just given the hand-me-down clothes from her brothers. So all of her clothes are a little worn, a little too big, just don't fit her quite right. They're practical and pragmatic. Pretty much sums her up. Her hat is uh, also just a little bit too big. She's constantly having to push it up because it keeps falling down over her her eyes. Anything else you want to know? No, I think I can do that. Um, Okay. 
if she carries a weapon, is it typically a side, a pistol or a rifle or a shotgun? It is. She carries a uh, pistol on one hip. She's got rope on the other hip. She carries a knife and a boot. Sounds good. Does anybody else have a general concept and or appearance? I sort of do, actually. Um, name is not yet solid, but I kind of like just the name Missouri. Named because, uh, well, she doesn't know her real parents. Her father kind of found her in Missouri somewhere. And, well, her father works, and I'm not sure how well this fits because my history is insanely lacking. But, uh, I know if I remember my history right, the mass manufacturing of weapons was becoming a thing, being able to, or am I too early? Uh, mass-produced weapons being that the parts were interchangeable, and is that Um, the right time period, or am I? (laughs) Right now, uh, weapons manufacture is booming, not only with classic historical, like Colt, and um, the others, Buntline, Spencer, Winchester, they are starting to get into the mass-produced, but also with new science weaponry as well. Right, okay. The discovery of Ghost Rock, uh, there is a push for things like Gatling pistols and flamethrowers and anything else that the war effort can take advantage of. Okay, and I was kind of imagining that her and her father, it's it's just the two of them. I haven't named him yet because names are difficult for me. Um, But they're not... You know, he doesn't do the big pieces. He's not obviously not one of the big manufacturers or anything. He does smaller pieces, more personalized, and kind of travels from place to place because weird things happen when they go. Like something just... I I haven't... Obviously, I don't know the game, and I haven't put much solid thought into it, but I kind of like the thought of weird shit happens and they don't necessarily get run out of town but they might have a couple times when she was younger and then so they just kind of leave before anything big and bad happens no, and definitely so fits. they've kind of just made their way to montana currently um for appearance oh lordy i hadn't thought too much about it but i kind of imagine like long long red hair freckles Kind of paler skin. She doesn't really work outside, though she does help her father with the, you know, some of the smaller pieces. More, um, she's starting to learn what he does. Um, she's, I think, I decided like sixteen, seventeen. Um, kind of just your average sixteen-year-old girl, aside from the weirdness that may or may not be hers. I mean, no one's ever proved anything. Can work with that. Are you picturing a? mundane character or mad scientist huckster i'm not sure yet i kind of barely skimmed the book so i'm not 100 percent sure yet i just like the little bit of scientist sure. that would be interesting it might fit with that type of rope running out before things get too bad sounds great i kind of did like the idea of her being a source of some of that weirdness so probably not m- completely mundane but I'm not sure. That can be figured out when we draw the cards afterwards. Alright, who is next? Anybody with a concept and or description here? Um, I have a general idea, not to that detail yet. I, I didn't uh, expect that we would need to resolve it that that much yet. Um, I was thinking of a uh, a young uh, 
Mormon man, uh, a deputy, um, who uh, uh, named um, Jalen Nad um, uh, from a family that that converted um, uh, from uh, upstate New York. You know, probably like about I don't know when he was still a baby, um, and uh, uh, he. Uh, grew up in Utah after the family made the trip um, and uh, uh, you know tried to be a good upstanding Mormon lad and uh, 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 you know follow all the precepts of his you know, family's faith and uh, uh, and then um, something happened and I'm probably not going to go into it here uh, but um, uh, has uh, since been uh, traveling um, the West, uh, uh, doing odd jobs, labor, and whatnot, um, and uh, uh, working his way from basically uh, he would you know stay on ranches where he could chop wood or work a field or or um, uh, tend some, uh, some some animals. Um, or uh, do manual labor in a town of some sort for a little while before moving on um, uh, with a tendency to get involved uh, with uh, locals um, only to get in over his head and have to leave and move on to another town. I didn't get much beyond planning that much yet. Do you have a description in mind? Uh, uh, I was thinking like, you know, early 20s and actually no probably even younger probably like 19 um uh you know a little bit of of uh um you know mid-eastern um style accent to his to his speech and mannerisms but for the most part uh uh too much uh healthy uh uh, uh i guess warm and cooking um, so uh, a little bit thick, but uh, uh, well built and, and uh, fairly strong in, in limb. Uh, I, I don't. I mean, I, I don't. I wasn't thinking like he had like uh, any major visible scars or anything like that. No deformities or. Um, I wasn't thinking. Like I said, I didn't get very far in details. Okay. What about hair color? Um, let's see. I'm, I originally thought blonde, but I think I, I think I would go more of a a, a sandy brown. All right. Who is next? Well, I'm still working on some things, but I do have a basic concept. All right. Let's start with a description or a name if you have one. Uh, James Richter from St. Louis, Missouri. Is that J A M E S or different spelling of J? J A M E S. From Missouri? Yep, St. Louis, Missouri. What do you picture James looking like? Um, dark brown hair, uh, kind of tall, uh, a little bit on the husky side, um, green eyes. Uh, he wears uh, glasses, spectacles, because of the fact that he can't see far out very well. Um, the concept I'm coming up with for him is... Uh, He's going to be a preacher, so more than likely he'll be wearing the uh, black jacket, 
black shirt, collar, black slacks, and uh, boots, shoes of appropriate nature. Um, his parents were killed early on in the war, uh, so he was orphaned, but by then he was already going to uh, seminary school. So one of the first, one of his first acts as a pastor, so to speak, was to various parents. He has two sisters, Grace and Lily. Grace was older and had already moved to Richmond to live with her husband. She was a school teacher. Lily was still at home with the parents and is believed to be had been killed uh, in the same uh, explosion that killed his parents, but they never found her. Um, he decided that he wanted to become a pastor when he was 12 or a preacher uh, when he was 12, which brought his parents a lot of joy. So uh, they helped him do that. His father was a architect. So when he was younger, he would go to job sites with his dad. And while he didn't have a skill for architecture, he did learn uh, carpentry from the workers around the area. So uh, I expect him to have a profession in carpentry. Which actually makes sense for a uh, preacher, since he'll probably want to build his church or something like that. Repairs, stuff of that nature. Um, Before he actually went into seminary, though, he was a part of the Confederate Army in their uh, priesthood branch. The chaplain? Well, the chaplain corps is now Texas Rangers, and I didn't think you would let me be a part of that. Not to see what the, the link is between the priests there, though. But yeah, that makes sense. Well, I, I do plan on being blessed. And basically, the way it goes is while I am, the way I expected it to go was I may have been offered a spot within the Chaplain Corps of the Texas Rangers, but chose to keep pursuing my dream, which was to go out west, uh, you know, bring, bring God to the masses, help the settlers of the West, you know, be good Christian, stuff of that nature. Um, but since he was in the army, he did have to kill occasionally, uh, out of self-defense because, you know, sometimes his side was losing and got overran. So he did have to kill occasionally. Do you have a denomination in mind? Uh, probably Baptist. Okay. Because ironically, that was also kind of a separation between the North and the South. The North was more Catholic and the South was more, I guess, I guess the right term is non-Catholic. I'm not sure. Not North. Yeah. I, I, I honestly, as I said, in a, what I said earlier was I'm basically playing on playing something that I'm actually familiar with as opposed to trying to wing it. Sounds good. And that leaves Scaly. It does. <clears throat> All right, I, I I literally was just coming up with this while everyone was talking. So, ha. Um, all right, so I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna go with a guy named Evan. Uh, Evan Stone, nice and simple name. Um, uh, actually, his grandfather was into mining. Uh, his dad did not take up that role though, and was uh, more of a mm, gambler. So, uh, kind of ran off and decided he's gonna live his life as a gambler. Um. 
taught his son how to do it. Doesn't know mom. M- mom was apparently uh, out out of the picture well uh, shortly after birth. So he, and he doesn't really talk about mom either. So uh, so he doesn't really know much about her or, or anything else. Um, traveled around. Probably has been to mo- most any place that you can name at least once. Um, just because he likes to you know travel, get some money, and leave before well things get a little sketchy. Um, I would say as of right now, he is likely trying to figure out what to do. Um, I put him in his 20s somewhere or like er, probably very early 20s. And recently his dad has gotten himself killed and he's kind of on his own now. So he doesn't really sure about this, but he does know gambling um, and wanders into Missouri to kind of find his own place in the world. I'm not sure if he wants to do as dad did given his life or try something different on his own. Um, so uh, he's, he's kind of just trying to figure out his own at this point, but he does know how to get money through gambling. So he'll probably still do that. Um, I am looking at a huckster feel to it though. Like his dad taught him more of the way than just gambling with the cards kind of thing. Um, if that's cool with you. No, that's fine. Um, uh, looks wise. I, I imagine him being, um, Hmm. I imagine him actually being kind of scrawny, which is because uh, he's never really been uh, uh, like a had to do a whole lot of work. <laughs> um, you know, he's sort of uh, so he's he's probably not as strong as most people are kind of out there for for doing what they do. Um, he does have a pistol to his side, but he you know he's probably mediocre at best with it. Um. Always has uh, two or three decks of cards, probably more, just kind of hidden away, um, ready to use whenever he is. Uh, he's he's kind of a funny guy, so he, he loves to crack a few jokes and stuff um, while he plays, um, which kind of irritates the people he plays with. So he gets on their nerves a lot, probably. I imagine he doesn't have the greatest sense of humor, though, so sometimes his jokes fall flat. Um, black hair, short... Um, I'm sure he wears a norm like a the normal style hats out there and stuff. I would imagine he um clothing wise, he actually is fairly nicely dressed. Not um he does his dad did well enough off that, you know, he was able to to afford some pretty nice clothes. But they might be a little bit dirtier now because he, he really hasn't figured out uh what to do besides survive at the moment without dad. Sounds good. Now from what I'm getting, everybody seems white right nobody's playing native oh. or immigrant from somewhere else ah, didn't even think about that no nah, no nah, i guess it's white is fine i mean who knows what missouri is mostly white <laughs> <laughs> definitely white with the red hair so she might be irish at that point in time but uh, god richter is a german name so german immigrant well i mean his like his grandparents were but not necessarily him okay yeah, white Just want to Irish nail the basis for the character art. Mm-hmm. You said native, and it's like, dang it, I missed my chance. She could have been beautiful. <laughs> I, I almost thought native too. I was like, wait, I could be native with it, <laughs> and then I was like, nah, it's fine. All right, so I got those. So now for the draw. Woo-hoo, the fun part. I'm gonna shuffle all the decks here. Actually, use the restroom. All right, you're gonna get last pick then. That's fine. This is the part that I have nothing, I know nothing about. Characters I can come up with all day. (laughs) I'll walk you through it. 
Right. Wait, are we are we doing that idea you had, or are we doing? I'm going to tweak it based on what people end up with. Okay. So I've got five decks on the table, one for each player. Uh, let's go in the order they are on the roll twenty. Silith, what deck do you? Want? Uh, I think I only see three. You have to scroll. So it'll have a side. Oh, it's a you. scroll bar. Okay, I like the second one. The okay. does that say death? I like it. Yes. All right, I dealt you 12 cards. Uh, Guy, which deck do you want? Uh, I'll take the... Uh, well, actually, you know what? I, why don't you skip me and let Jupiter go next? No, oh, Jeff's next. Um, I'll oh. take the last one. The Stone? The, yeah. All right, Jupiter, which... I'll take the second to last one. All right. That leaves the Deadlands cover, the Deadlands blackboard. Uh, I think it's the third one down, the uh, 20th anniversary looking one. Alright. I'm back. Oh, son of a gun. Alright, let me take a look at everybody's card. The GM is stacking the deck, guys. I don't think he's stacking the deck, but he just dealt me something terrible. No, mine's, mine's not bad. I don't think mine's bad. I don't think mine's that bad either. No, I got a joker. Oh. I w- the Joker's not bad. Joker means dark past. I got two Jokers. Dark pasts are great, though! Are you kidding me? Two you got two Jokers? That's I'll take one. I'll take oh, one. Two jokers. I'll take one. <laughs> I'll take a Joker. I like dark pasts. I build them into my characters instinctively. Yes, but I have a nice club flush going on here. <laughs> If a message pops up that I am stealing a card, let me steal the card. Now, what if it's scrolled off the top of the screen so you can't see? Can't see what? It, uh, half the cards. Like, I can only see the top and bottom of four of the cards. Uh, you should be able to scroll through yeah. the card window. The mm-hmm. card window pops. Ah, different scroll bar, okay. <clears throat> I also got a... I think I got a diamond flush going on here, too. I literally know fuck all about cards, so... So we want to play poker with you. <laughs> no, no you don't. Or maybe you do. Fuck if I know. <laughs> Since enough of you had a joker to begin with, I'm going to give everybody a Ooh, fancy. Uh, Sweet. Scaly, take that one that's on the table there. That's from your deck. Okay, I'm going to see a joker. Here, let me move it up towards the top. Oh, thank you. So, take card. Remember to right-click and take card. <laughs> the perks of jokers. And then that one's for Silith. Go ahead and right-click, take card. So now you have the choice. Uh, you ditch two cards. Up at the top, uh, towards the right of the table, there is the metric on what the cards do. Clubs give you one die, so they are usually the ones you want to get rid of. But also threes to eights are d6s. Typically don't want to get rid of a d8, d10, or d12 card. And twos you have to keep if you have any. I don't think I saw any, though. Yeah, I didn't. I don't have any twos this time. Sweet. Oh, no, I see one, too. I have a two. Well, mine is a spade, so that's 44. Yeah, it's not that bad, too. Not bad at all. So, all the right. first choice is probably going to be three to eight of clubs. And why that is, is because when you spend experience to advance later on, to go from one die in an attribute to two, cost you double the amount of dice you're going to. So it costs you four points. To go from two to three, it would cost you six points to go up to the next die type from d6 to d8 it costs you three times the value of the next die type so from fours to sixes cost you 18 points 
6s to d8s cost you 24 points, which is why d6s are generally your first choice to get rid of. A 1d8 is better typically than a 3 or 4d6 later on. Now, for concept-wise, you might want 4d6 because dice explode if you get the higher value. You're looking for the highest die in your pool that you roll. So if you roll 4d6, you have a good chance of getting a 6 and then rolling that again and adding it. Whereas a d8, you have a slightly lower chance of getting that 8 and rolling it higher. So that's where it's a personal choice, but in general, 3 to 6 of clubs are good first choices to ditch. You're keeping 10, so get rid of two cards. Just go ahead and put them on the table, and I'll recall um, them later. I don't have any... I don't have... Wow, I don't even know what to choose on these. Okay. Um, yeah. have to uh, keep the jokers, and you have to keep twos. Okay, so would an eight of clubs be the next one to Yeah, eight of get clubs of? would be a 1d6 attribute. So toss that one, because then the, my next bad one would be a nine of clubs. I got a lot of clubs. Okay. Yeah, well, I think uh, I think some of us ended up with a lot of clubs. Who got, clubs. Who got rid of the five of spades? Oh shit, that's... I completely forgot my... <laughs> I'm a genius. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, no. <laughs> I forgot my okay. types. Mm-hmm. I'm retarded, like quite literally. Some days, I swear. Uh, I don't know what to get rid of. I have a three of hearts. That's kind of okay, but I don't know. Is it bad when mine are almost like all of mine are decent? It's sad. Uh, in your case, I would probably go with the eight of diamonds. Yeah. And the three of hearts. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, literally there... half of mine are face cards. It's a difference of the three of hearts is 3d6, and the eight of diamonds is 2d6. Yeah, that's why I was like, uh, okay, I was kind of, but all the rest are actually pretty good. I was like, oh, wow, I, I, I did okay on this yeah, one. Yeah, you'd have to decide if the one, uh, 1d8 is better than your 3d6 in that case, that 10 of clubs, maybe, or 9 of clubs. Uh, yeah, that's true. I could do that and then keep the 3d6. Because exploding-wise, that might actually be in my favor, right? Yeah. Otherwise, it'd be 90... Um, you know what? Maybe I'll take the I'll take the three dice, actually. I'll take that. Hold on. And then I'll take away the nine of clubs, actually. I don't know what else to get rid of. Yeah, I'll, I'll take that. Why not? We'll see how that turns out. All right. Who cannot see a character sheet on the right-hand side in the character sheet tab? I see two character sheets. I see three. Sorry, a character sheet named character. Oh, okay. Uh, I don't see a character sheet named character. Wait, okay. help. What no. do I get rid of? I don't. Oh, you're still getting rid of cards. <laughs> I am. I'm lost. Do I get rid of the three of hearts? Oh, you have a three or... of hearts too? I almost yeah. got rid of my three of hearts, but the only reason I kept it is because I had the uh, the um, nine of clubs that I was like, eh, let me let me go ahead and do that. So... Yeah, three of hearts is a 3d6 attribute. The five of spades is a four-six attribute, so you'd probably be better with the three of hearts. Yeah, yeah. if you have the choice between those two, yeah, absolutely. So okay, getting rid so... of the three of hearts? Yeah, get rid yeah, of the three of hearts. Yeah. Okay. So everybody who got jokers and whatnot, well, now that everybody has a joker. Yes. On your respective we'll, we'll deck... We'll need a club suite. Hold on, let me blow those cards back for a I think, did everyone pick their cards? Yeah, okay. All down to ten. Yeah, um, based on this, I hope y'all guys ain't expecting much out of me. Ah, you'll be fine. Uh, this game no, is I not mean, about the numbers. 
this game is not about the numbers. The, the game may not be about the numbers, but statistically speaking, I'm going to be right away from anything scary. Nine, ten, ten, nine out of the ten well, times. Look, the good news. The good news is that you'll probably be the easiest to level up compared to the rest of us, yeah, or to uh, increase skills. So there's that bonus. So much about the numbers, you can do just fine with a whole bunch of d6s everywhere. All right, so everybody with a Joker from your respective deck, draw a number of cards. Actually, let me go in order. I'll just lay them on the table. Silith, you have one Joker, right? Yes. So the value of your Joker is D12. The number is heart, so it's 3D12. All right. And Guy, how many do you have? One? Yep, one. So you have hearts also, so 3D12. Jeff, you have two. So 1D12 and 4 Nice. Also have two, two d12 and four d12. Haley, you have one, right? Yep. Two d12. Two. Got it. All right. So who else is not seeing a? Everybody should be seeing a character sheet named character, right? Named character, yes. I okay. see one. So in that, you have your concept um, with the attributes. Let me go over a quick what the attributes mean. Cognition is your alertness your ability to see and notice things aptitudes under it are artillery arts scrutinize search so stuff that you spot or notice deafness is your manual dexterity which covers shooting uh, pickpocketing filching lock picking stuff like that knowledge is what you know covers things like academia if you are a huckster you will need academia occult okay to start with um, area knowledge disguise mad science if you're a mad scientist medicine trades also are in there nimbleness is more like your agility your ability to get up and get out of the way to climb to fight to ride a horse or sneak main is the closest equivalent would be charisma how well you influence and manipulate people and animals for some of the skills overall is like intimidation your ability to stare somebody down and i'm so nervous that they can't hit you when they're shooting type of stuff spirit is kind of like your willpower the two main skills for that are guts and faith everybody with a level of faith you do have a bit of supernatural talent and that you can try to call down the miracle of protection, I think. Which, if something supernatural is after you, you can make yourself just a little bit harder to affect. Not that much. You're not blessed, but it is a slight little thing. Uh, guts is what you roll to resist terror and fear and stuff like that. Strength and vigor don't have skills, typically. Strength is punch your damage and lifting capacity. Vigor is your ability to withstand fatigue and damage and things like that. And then smarts is like intelligence. How well you bluff, gamble, survive. So each card you will place in an attribute by putting in the appropriate uh, die type and number of dice. You forgot quickness. Oh, did I forget quickness? You did. Oh, it's big old gap scrolling down. Quickness is your reaction time. Um, quick draw is the main skill that uses quickness, but when it's time to fight or do stuff like that and we go to initiative, 
quickness is how you determine how fast you go or not necessarily how fast you go sorry how many actions you get to take in a turn the cards you draw determine how fast you go you can get anywhere from one to five cards if you go bust you don't get anything you don't act that round but assuming you don't go bust you can act anywhere between one and five times in a turn so for gunfighters quickness is good deafness is good nimbleness is somewhat good um, shooting and fighting when you are being in melee combat the target number to hit somebody is typically five plus their fighting level plus defensive bonus of any weapon they have so two unarmed people that both have two ranks in fighting you're looking at sevens to hit each other for shooting it's a straight target number based on range it's a target number base five range affects that you can try to dodge bullets and punches by vamoosing what this is is you give up your highest card that you currently have for initiative and you roll either your dodge to avoid bullets or incoming missile attacks or fighting to avoid incoming melee attacks what you roll becomes the new target number to hit you so if you already have a really high target number you might not be better off dodging than just hoping for luck but if you have a really low target number to be hit you can make that harder now some of the things i picked missouri might want trade gunsmithing oh yes oh you might want to go over skills and like uh like how you calculate yes. how many you get and stuff um skills are typically linked to the attribute that they share in the box so you have ranks and skills which would be the level so like everybody starts with two ranks in area knowledge home county you roll two dice of the type of the attribute that's linked to it so if your knowledge is a d8 attribute and your area knowledge is two you roll two d8s if your area if your knowledge is a d12 and you have those two two d12 occasionally you will have a skill that is rolled to an unlinked attribute like you might be wanting to uh, see if you know anything about the gun somebody is carrying so you'd roll your shooting pistols but using your knowledge dice instead of your deafness dice um, to determine how many skill points you get is the die type sum of knowledge smarts and cognition i think knowledge smarts but just the types okay i'm so lost i don't even know how to begin to build the character that i'm imagining Mostly because I've got such a vague idea already. I'll help you here. Go over the basics because I think Jupiter has to leave. She's already gone. Yeah, she just left. And I've done one of these okay at it, so I I believe I should be okay. If I have any questions, I'll ask. But I think I'm going to be okay on this one. Uh, I can tell with the Huckster what skills would be useful. I was just thinking maybe we should talk about like skills and whatnot, see how much overlap there's going to be, but I don't know how big of a thing that is in a game like this. One thing we uh, we quite we uh, very specifically realized in the last time is cognition is basically like perception. It is it is what you roll whenever you see something. So whenever it's 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 definitely useful to have at a decent amount. Was it was it actually a search or was it just a roll cognition that we did? Um, cognition is for generally noticing. Searches is if you are actually actively trying for something. Time. Right. So, so any kind of notice scrutinize is if you want to get a read on people oh okay oh that could be useful if i'm if i'm trying to play cards and trying so to figure out for people are okay. missouri 
being in weapons manufacturer, trade gunsmithing is probably good. If she is skilled with her gun using it, she'd probably want some shooting pistols. Otherwise, what do I have else for her? So she goes into places and gets out. She causes weird stuff. Mad science might be good for her. Mad scientists start with one gizmo that can be anywhere from a bulletproof vest to a steam wagon to some other things like rocket boots. Um, weird sci mad science stuff doesn't always work the way people think it should, but it's fun. I kind of like the idea of that, because I don't think I heard anybody else playing Yeah. Now, mad science... Um, you kind of cut out there, Scylla. Yeah. I think my connection kind of shit itself for a second. Now, also, it seems Craig left. Did he really? Yeah. Craig didn't like you. I see he a couple notifications in general from him. Failed to join. If I persistently failed to join, it may be an issue with the voice server. Yeah, I've been unexpectedly disconnected. If you want me to stop recording, please command me with Craig to leave. So I guess he's still recording? Well, he's not in the channel anymore. He's not in the voice channel, that is. That's weird. Oh, well, I'm still recording on OBS. Oh, well, that's good. But, uh, yeah, I what I was saying was I kind of like the the sound of the Mad Science route because it didn't sound like anybody else was planning on it. At least they didn't say anything. So oh, Mad good. Scientists, they invent gizmos. There's a process to it. Um, you design... You start off by having coming up with a theory of how it works, and you would roll your mad science skill the theory does not have to make mechanical sense for example you can have a theory that by um, say burning earthworms you can collect a goo that will help you dig faster right makes no sense absolutely whatever but the way mad science works is that the manitou evil spirits in the world but mad scientists don't know this most people don't know this. The Manitou make this stuff work. So when you roll your skill and you get your blueprint and you build the thing, magically it works because spirits are making it work, not because it makes sense or because it makes sense or because it would mechanically work or function. It just works because you believe it works and they make it work. So the theory can be vague. Um, I love it. When you when you come to de design your blueprints blueprint you roll your mad science skill you draw cards and you have to build a poker hand which determines how well the blueprints are and then it takes time to build the stuff so a lot of this will be stuff that you build during a lot of downtime because some of it can take weeks or months but you start off with one gizmo that you have a blueprint for that you are considered to have made yourself so in the future you can make more of them and I can give you a list afterward. Neat. But other than that, they are eccentric. Whenever you draw a joker during construction of this stuff, you get a dementia or a madness. So they slowly start piling on. You might become afraid of stupid random things or, you know, they are out to get you. You don't know who they are, but, you know, that's you start muttering they're out to get you. Jumping at shadows, things like that. Oh, that's fun. Jeff played one that had this obsession with boxes and flat things. Flat foods, sorry. Okay. Yeah, flat foods and boxes. Everything he designed had to be in a box of some kind. A shape. Like his steam wagon was a box with wheels. He made a, a walking box. 
he uh, uh, made a, a, a storage uh, container that was a freezer, but it was a freezing box. Everything had to be like a box. So mad scientists developed those quirks. Um, the way hucksters work is they enter into a test of wills. They briefly send their, their consciousness into the hunting grounds, which is the spirit world. They engage a manitou into a test of wills because they don't necessarily want to make deals with the spirits. They want to enforce their dominance over them. So they engage in a test of wills, and if they beat them, they get their spell effect. If they fail, they don't. If they draw a joker during their draw, they face backlash, which could be anything from fatigue, taking damage, the spell affecting a friend instead of an enemy, affecting you instead of your target, to some of the higher ones are you can go numb or paralyzed for a while, so random things like that. During the game, black jokers are bad. During character creation, jokers are jokers. Mm -hmm. You know, if there weren't already people like wanting to do hucksters, that would so be my go-to for this character, for what I was imagining, but I can make oh. mad scientist work. There's another option, which is a offshoot of a huckster, called a shootist. Instead Jeez. of developing spells that they cast, they focus on their gun. They can okay. do things like focusing, uh, they can create, or not create necessarily, but summon ammunition from their belt into their hand to load it. They can enhance their ammunition, they can enhance their aim. Okay, no, I need this. This is, this is great. This is Missouri. But they also do draw their cards when they deal it. So mechanic-wise, it's the same effect to get the stuff to work. Thematically, though, they are not casting these spells at things. They are affecting their gun. No, okay, yeah. You that, like that one? <laughs> that, that is Missouri. Uh, I still kind of like part. the Huckster, but... That keep is more Missouri. Keep in mind, it does put a little bit of a target on you. Um, you know, duelists, uh, law enforcement, other you know, other shooters. It it gives you, it makes you a threat in some ways. No, no, like she's not like this isn't something she's been doing for like she's not. She doesn't make a show of things yet. We'll see how in play goes, but yeah, public perception matters. Small towns are small-minded, and small-minded towns, if you, do, if you step wrong, they tend to want to lynch you or drive you out of town. Magic is seen as the devil's work, so, you know, if the wrong person sees you do this stuff, then, you know, people start calling you names and spreading rumors and driving you, you know. So when you learn that you can do these things, it's best to keep secrets. Now, if you play somebody that's just discovering this stuff, she might not know. So that might be some of the trouble she gets into until somebody can take her under a wing and advise her of this type of thing. Man, now I got a kind of... Uh, now I have to choose between Mad Scientist and Shootist because I had like the personality of uh, an old Pathfinder character of mine that was very similar. I don't remember exactly what class she was, but... Damn, now I have to choose. Dang it. I think I played the box thing a little bit like the, the circle in Hudsucker Proxy. Do you remember that movie? I have no clue what you're talking about. <laughs> in, in the Hudsucker Proxy, uh, the main character, uh, he would continually show people this this great invention he had, and it was basically a piece of paper with a circle on it. And when people would look at the circle and then look at him, he'd go, you know, for kids. <laughs> like, like that would explain everything, right? 
And that was kind of how uh, my character as a mad scientist saw boxes. He Everything in the world was like a box to him. So he would draw a, a square on the paper and goes, look, look, I look what I invented. And, and, and then they'd be like, look at him and look at the, the paper. And he'd like look back at them and go like, you know, for making flapjacks or something like crazy, right? Yeah, the Hudsucker Proxy was a mostly comedy, but about the invention of the hula that was the whole circle for kids, was the hula hoop. And everybody thought he was crazy until he actually got the hula hoop out. And here's <laughs> his circle for kids. <laughs> so if you are a shootist, you will need the arcane edge, arcane background, but those you get after choosing edges and hindrances. So some of the skills you would want are definitely things like quick draw and shooting. That does lean more into where I was imagining going for her because I was like, I just, I don't know why, but for some reason working with guns, to me, lends itself towards being good with guns. It and just makes sense. Shootists can eventually learn how to cast spells. They are related to <laughs> hucksters, so if somebody shows you how or if you pick up a Hoyle's book of, of games, you can decipher out other spells later on during play. And there's nothing stopping a mad scientist from being good with guns. Yeah, I know. That's why it's making it hard to choose. I have one word for you that helps make this decision so much easier. Actually, I have three words. Flamethrower. All one word. Lightning gun. Of course. I do rather enjoy the mad scientist type, but I'm not sure if it's 100% this character. I might have to tweak my mental uh, the thought of her. My mental thought. I'm just great tonight. Guy, you said you were planning on uh, becoming a preacher type with your character. Is uh, you, th you planning on making a blessed? Yeah. Okay. Because I could have gone in that way, but I don't think I necessarily need to. I will point out that we we may be all doomed to to terrible things happening to us all the time because basically we have a huckster, a potential shootist, maybe mad scientist and a preacher. We have three faces. <laughs> so Blessed need at least one level of faith, and they also have to purchase the arcane background Blessed. And while one point of faith is the minimum, you probably want to have more. I have my faith at three, because you wanted to keep that cap at three, right? Mostly, I mean, for some exceptions. Um, for knowledge's faith, I can see going a little higher but in general, three, I think, is good. Now, like, mad scientists might need at least one of the science skills at a five, just because you kind of have to be scientifically minded to want to go into that field. So once you have your knowledge, your smarts, and your cognition, the die types add up to the amount of points you get to spend on skills. You can spend one for one. With a few exceptions, three, I think, is the highest we should start that way nobody's an expert i mean somebody can be an expert at one or two things depending on the story but in general people should be kind of just getting their feet wet into this type of thing i guess um so it's on a one-for-one -one basis some skills you automatically start with and they have a number in parentheses like area knowledge home county starts at two i think everybody gets climbing at a one and sneak at a one because everybody knows how to sneak a bit some aptitudes now have concentrations and these are things like shooting you have a level for shooting but then you have concentrations uh, when you pick it you get one for free 
So with shooting, when you buy a rank in shooting, you get rifle, pistol, shotgun, whatever the case may be. You can add a new concentration for three of your skill points. And that adds whatever the level is, you can now shoot an additional gun at that level. So if your shooting is four and you have rifle, by spending three points you can add pistol, and pistol is also now at a four, that's what your shooting is. If you spend three more, you can add shotguns. And that goes with things like uh, animal wrangling. There's different types of animal wrangling. There's different trade skills. Survival is different terrains. Each concentration is a different terrain. Each language is a, you know. So there's only one level for the skill, but there's individuals that you can learn within that skill, and each one of those individual aspects cost three more skill points to add. So like fighting, when you might take brawling at first, but then you can buy fighting with a whip, fighting with clubs, fighting swords. Uh, fighting with words, that's ridicule. Dang it. Now I have to decide because I kind of had my image, this image of like more brawler type girl than smart type girl. And then everything else I'm looking at right now is like, okay, smarts. <laughs> it's like, dang it. Uh, this is going to be fun. This is always my problem with characters. I want to be everything. That's what I love about skill-based games, though. You can be everything. It just takes time. But... We can go through the, the rest of the skills afterward. Everybody should have a copy of Yep. Yep. So go to hindrances first. Let me get a page. Hey, see? I was trying to figure out what score I was missing. I'm like, what am I missing? Oh, there's a 48 I didn't even use. Ha! Ah, sucker me. Page 51? 51, yes. So without buying hindrances, you have no points for edges. And since to be a mad scientist, huckster, or blessed, you need to buy an arcane background, you need to buy at least three points in hindrances. You can buy these off later on during the game if it makes sense to, by paying, after it's approved anyway, paying double the value. <laughs> if it's approved later during the game, you can buy edges at three times the value. Um, certain in-game decisions, though, may reward you with an edge or a hindrance. Like if you decide to have your arm blown off in a gunfight, you get the one-armed bandit hindrance for free. Hindrances are how you uh, fate chips during the game. If you roleplay your hindrances and it's an inconvenience to the scene, you get chips. Depending on how inconvenient it is, depends on whether it's a white chip, red chip, or blue chip. Some are easier to roleplay than others. Some just kind of happen, but like big britches. You're confident, who are overconfident. You don't think you can do, you think you can do anything and you don't turn down challenges. If somebody challenges you and you guys are needing to get away because it's expedient at the moment and somebody issues you a challenge and you stop and turn around and say, nobody calls me chicken, that's an inconvenience to the scene. So you can get feet chips for that. But if it's just a general, you're in a bar and somebody issues you a challenge, well, that's just playing your character. That's not necessarily an inconvenience, so. Oh my god. I have got to take Curious. Curious is good? Yes. It fits, like, almost every single character I've had. Well, every character of, along a similar vein. Marigold, it doesn't fit at all. Marigold is just kind of like, let's get the fuck out. It's GM but fuel. Curious is, like... Half of the character role-playing characters I have ever played fit so curious. It's heroic. I also think I might take hard of hearing. 
I just kind of imagine being around guns a lot, which kind of naturally leads to that eventually. <laughs> that's one way to think of it. Things have blown up so much, your ears have gone bad, right? <laughs> well, yeah, that's, that's exactly what it is. And I need to quit holding down my push-to-talk button and scrolling at the same time. Control and the scroll is not a good match. There was a hard of hearing one, wasn't there? What did they call it? In one of my first games, one of the people played a demolitionist who was clueless, had bad luck. Oh, God. And I don't think there's a clumsy hindrance, but she was clumsy, too. Holy cow. So, I mean, anytime we needed something blown up, she was there for the job, but nobody wanted to be around her. Bad because, luck. That's because fun. we'd be walking <laughs> through the bar, and she would trip. And she's carrying nitroglycerin on her. Yeah. Oh, it was bad ears. That's what it was. Self-righteous is fun, but the group ends up wanting to kill you all the time. Doubting Thomas is another good one. Are skeptical of everything. Even when you... S- even when you see something in front of your face, you will rationalize it some other way. Death wish. I mean, that just you, sounds obnoxious. You can see a werewolf run through town and rip somebody to pieces, but uh, that's not a werewolf. Werewolves don't exist. It must have been a big bear. Or somebody's dog got loose. So Doubting Thomas's can be fun as well. Grim Servant of Death. Oh, well, clearly I have to take Greedy. <laughs> Grim Servant of Death is done very vague here. It is heavily up to GM interpretation. Um, People tend to die more often around you. You have a better chance of shooting your friends if they are nearby your targets and you miss. Um, If you attempt to shoot to wound, sometimes wound anyway. If you try to go non-lethal on people, you tend to kill them. There's not a whole lot of mechanics involved to that because that is one. uh, It's very situational based. It's not for the faint of heart. wonder if I could pull off a squeaky voice. I was tempted to take Grim Servant. I'm thinking about it. Now, the Savage Worlds version has it do extra damage whenever you damage somebody because you are more likely to kill them. But it's also, uh, you don't have to go bust in order to hit friends when you miss. If you miss a, a target, you hit a nearby ally. Uh, it wasn't the direction I was thinking about taking it in. I wasn't thinking about taking it from a personal killing methodology. I was thinking more of, like, things just tend to escalate around me. Escalating? I don't know if that's necessarily Grim Servant of Death, though. Well, based on the description, it's just your character seems to just agitate people for existing, and they pick on it. And then when they get tired of being picked on and they fight back, that's when people generally die. I was just trying to help out. But yeah, I have another alternative, so it, it was just a thought. Ooh, Night Terrors. That's like Insomnia, my favorite Shadowrun quality. After edges, after hindrances, after skills and ge- the final step is your worst nightmare. Start having that in mind, because fear is such a tangible thing in Deadlands. Your worst nightmare matters. It's uh, typically not just one of those minor things. It is one of those things that will wake you up. And if you ever die, you might have to face your worst nightmare. I mean, it could be something like watching as all of your friends and family are killed and you're helpless to do anything, or you're the one doing it, or you can be creative on that one. But it typically is bad, and how well you face it determines on matters on whether or not you stay dead. 
And your worst nightmare should evolve as the character evolves too. It may start out something, but as you experience more stuff, it might change on you. You can buy up to 10 points of hindrances. Sorry, you can get up to 10 points from hindrances. You can buy more if you want, but you can only get 10 points. Those 10 points you can then spend on edges or other skills that you may not have enough points for and want extras. Yeah, so far I've spent 10 points in hindrances and only 4 points in edges. Alright, James Richter. What are those hindrances? Uh, loyal, heroic, bad eyes, uh, the first level, not the second, uh, and hankering. What does he have a hankering for? Uh, it's only a level 1 and it's tobacco. He usually is smoking a pipe. Well, hey look, they have one perfect for the way it is. They have scrawny! I could make him scrawny. They do uh, have scrawny. It says must attract one from their size. What do you mean size? Like he's not considered medium? No, everybody starts with a size 6. He would start as a size 5. Oh. When you take damage, you divide the damage by your size. Round down, that's how many wounds you take. Oh, so he actually takes more damage. <laughs> I get it. So the bullet normal... leaves a bigger hole. Yeah, if a normal person takes uh, 20 damage, they take uh, 3 wounds, you would take 4. I no, no, see, it's not that it leaves a bigger hole, it's just there's less of him to leave a hole in so that it looks bigger on him. Right, it's a, it's a, it's a percentage thing, you know? It's a, it, yeah. It, yeah, exactly. Um, okay, and health was calculated to be uh, vigor and strength, spirit. I want to remember? Oh. Spirit and vigor. vigor and spirit. Okay. Alright. So if you do go scrawny, uh, you can't have your strength higher than a d10? It's, uh, it's at d8 right now, so that's what I'm... Okay. Huh, okay. But scrawny, like it says, might benefit you by crawling through small caves or windows. You know, anytime the normal person doesn't fit, you can squeeze on through. Sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> Are you doing the kid again? No, 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 no. He's just, he, he does, look, this is a guy who's literally been, you know, been gambling his entire life. He's, he doesn't do actual work. He gambles to get money. So one of the ideas I had, oh, I had a question. When it comes to fighting, is the same rule apply to fighting as it does shooting? So if you take two skills in the fighting, one costs three, the other one doesn't? Yes. Uh, whatever your level is for fighting, you get one of those concentrations for free. And then to add a second type, costs three more. Okay. So here is my uh, follow-up question then. Um is it possible that uh, one of... I know clubs is a fighting style. I was wondering if I could use like a hammer, like a carpenter's hammer, as my club. You can make it fighting hammer. Well, now I'm worried, because I feel like I'm going to be hitting Scaly upside the head a lot. Look, my, uh, I'm assuming that the, the, the uh, Huxer style like is usually ranged, right? I mean, or am I confused to how they work? Um, hucksters have spells that can affect at range or touch. There's a, a variety. But okay. the offensive one is Soul Blast. That's a ranged one. See, look, I, 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 I hope to be nowhere near a bad guy who's trying to eat me or whatever. 
No, I just get the feeling that we're going to be standing there and you're going to be like, I bet you 10 bucks I can hit it. I'm going to be like, you gambling with a preacher man? I'm going <laughs> to hit you upside the head. I'm not going to care about the huckster part. It's going to be like, really? Gambling? Like gambling? What's wrong with you? It's one of the few times that Jesus actually, you know, damn near beat somebody to death. Whatever. Plus, you're greedy? God. You'd be trying to save your soul for the rest of the game. Yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs> and then I'll finally find out you're a huckster, and it's going to be like, what? Oh, hell no. Oh, another thing for huckster that's good is sleight of hand. Yes, I was. I, I, I saw that one. When you cast a hex, the cards appear in your hand. You have to acknowledge the cards. You have to actually look at the cards before the hex goes through. So in order to hide that, hucksters are often playing with decks of cards. And if anybody's around and you're trying to hide it, you need to make a sleight of hand to make it look like those cards that appeared in your hand you actually drew from a deck. Oh, okay. So the 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 sleight of hand roll is to is to uh, is to fool people into thinking I just pulled them from a deck and not appeared out of nowhere. Yes. Uh. Yeah. So if you are unable to see the cards, if you're blindfolded, you can't cast hexes because you do actually have to see the cards when they appear in your hand. Mm. Okay. Can I make any changes? No, it's okay. I've got a D8 in it, and if I if I put a couple extra points into it, and like maybe even three like d8s 3d8 should be reasonable enough to do sleight of hand i would imagine yeah okay typical d uh, difficulty number for an average roll is five yeah so i don't think i have to make any changes to if somebody's right actually looking at you it's an opposed roll okay but you can always use fate chips to modify that too is it one for one for edges like, if I don't spend all my edge points, it's one point towards skills? Yes. Is there a way to have, like, a low-level heroic? Wait, say that again? Is there a way to have, like, a lower-level heroic? Heroic is a hindrance, but it's three points, and I was thinking something more along the like one or two points. Like, helpful, rather than heroic. You don't have to take the hindrance, you can just play heroic. Yeah, Isn't there one called Loyal? I didn't read too close on that one, but it might be closer to what you were looking for, but I don't remember what the cost was. Now, the closest That's I got was Obligation. Loyal's a little different. Yeah, Obligation, you have to pick a target of the Obligation. I would suggest just taking um, Heroic as a non-cost hindrance. Uh, what was the most we can spend on for hindrances? I don't remember. You can get 10 points. 10? Okay. You can buy more points uh, worth of hindrances. You can only get ten points from it, though. Ten, ten out of it, right? Okay, all right. And like I negative qualities. Yes, yeah. I have to buy arcane background required, right? Yes. Three. Okay. Unless you want to be a shyster as opposed to a huckster, which means you're faking being a huckster. <laughs> I'm good. Okay, now that would be fun. <laughs> yes. No, really, I just cast a spell at it. Didn't you see it? Nothing happened to it. No, no, it did. I saw it. <laughs> that's that's when you just boost all your lying skills and then have people even doubt that they that they that they didn't see it when maybe you maybe, like, maybe look, I did see it, something. It just blew up. That's how powerful my spell was. No, Bob over there threw dynamite at it. Come on. So what's the die roll if you try to roll uh, something that you're not skilled in. Like, for example, 
I have no sleight of hand. So what would be the die roll then? If you are unskilled, you roll the trait attached to it, one die at minus four. If you have a related concentration, like you have shooting rifles and you want to shoot a pistol, but you don't have shooting pistols, you can roll your shooting rifles total skill at a minus four. And I'm actually going to stop the music right now. So we're pausing while we're looking stuff up. That way I can just take silences out of the editing. That's a good reason for doing music during post. Yes. I, I typically like to do it during post anyway. That way I can edit it first and then slide the music in. I just wanted something going during the Twitch. I think there's a way to set it up so that I can play music through the stream that I'm not getting. I just have to figure out how. Yeah, what you want is a voice meter with two E's. And just to get the legal bit out, Deadlands, the Weird West artwork logos and the Pinnacle logo are copyright 2018, Great White Games, LLC, DBA Pinnacle Entertainment. Visit them at www.peginc.com to purchase the 20th anniversary Deadlands Classic. And the Twitch, there is the link. So anybody have any questions on hindrances or seeking suggestions? Uh, uh, let's see. The voice? The voice. The voice. There's three different versions of the voice. There's the one for persuasion, overall, and I think ridicule. Any one of them will give you a plus two to that skill. Yeah, oh. You can have a soothing voice that gives you plus two to persuasion rolls in calm, seductive, or otherwise peaceful situations. A threatening voice that gives you plus two to overall roll, or a grating voice that gives you plus two to ridicules. <laughs> I'm purdy. You can buy all three voices. Each type of voice costs you one. There's also the stare. I saw it. I was reading the <laughs> stare. I like. Can you imagine having this while trying to play cards and just staring down somebody? Oh my gosh! Can I do like an overall attack while I'm doing cards with people? Can I do that? Uh, yes, you can. It might not make the table friendly, though. When does he care about that? But if you've seen Tombstone, Wyatt Earp had the stare. Ah, you know, well, I'm getting the stare. Also, just in case either one of y'all plan on doing dueling, overall is and ridicule are important skills to have if you wish to be duelists. I don't think Missouri's a duelist. Because here's here's the irony of the quick draw duel. If you draw first, it's murder. If your opponent draws first, it's self-defense. And you that... can use your skills to make them draw before you. And hopefully not get shot before you. Yes, that's where the overawe and those contest of wills comes in, because it, for every time you do that, they get a penalty to shoot you. Yes, but you're still in a straight-up no-cover, no-nothing-but-space-and-opportunity between y'all two. And all it takes is a, what, a four to hit you? Five. Where do I put my 1d8? What do you have chosen already? Anything? I... I have barely anything chosen. I have like three. Is 1d8 the lowest one you had? Um, yes. Lucky? So let's see. Yeah. She is... I was. <laughs> I was very lucky. 
I have a 1d8 and a 1d10 that I'm trying to place currently. Well, if she gets into trouble a lot, she might have a mean of 1d8, being not a people person so much. I kind of imagine her more getting into trouble, but also able to talk herself out of it. So I gave her, I put my 46 in mean. Is she strong? She d8 in strength? I'd started out thinking it, but going the mad scientist route, maybe not. That doesn't mean you can't be a little strong. <laughs> I mean, it is still a d8, so. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, for a shootist or a mad scientist, strength is not that necessary. Strength and all that necessary, period, really. Well, if you want to be a brawler... So the okay. way yeah, my, weapon... my strength got a one d eight as well. So yeah, the way weapon damage works, dice explode. You add the total. So if you have a pistol that does three d six damage, you roll three d six, total it all up. That's how much damage. You... Any die that rolls a six, you get to roll it and add it to the total. And you can keep as long as you keep rolling a six, you can keep rolling it and adding it. You can get like sixty seventy points of damage on three d six if they explode enough. You then take that damage, divide it by the size, and that's how many wounds you inflict. Each person has six locations, head, two arms, two legs, and the guts. If a limb takes five wounds, it is maimed or destroyed. If the head or guts takes five wounds, you are dead. You can use chips to negate wounds that are coming in. You can't use them to heal, but as you take them. The way brawling damage works is that if you are straight up punching somebody, you roll your strength, which is like a normal attribute roll, in which case you keep the highest single die, and then they roll their vigor, you compare, and if you roll more than they do, they take the difference in wind. So it's a stunning attack. If you have a club or knuckle brass knuckles or something, then it's straight damage divided by their size for wounds. But you can beat somebody down non-lethally. You can do it with a club, too, I think. By rolling the damage, they roll their vigor, you compare, and they take the difference. So if you have a high enough strength and you are a brawler type, you can sometimes knock people out if they have a lower wind total relatively easily. Hence my concern whenever I smack you upside the head, Scaly. Ah, I see. I have a 2d8 strength. Because, yes, in Deadlights, you don't want to kill everybody you meet. The law will come after you. You may take on the law, but, you know, word gets out, somebody sends a telegram, next thing you know, you have posses chasing you down to hang you. Not only that, there are evil forces in the world, and providing them with souls is not always in your best interest either. So sometimes you will, you know, if you do have to shoot somebody, it's not a bad thing to aim for a leg or an arm or something like that to try to neutralize people without killing them. But in general, try to work out the concept with the edges and hindrances. They help create and flesh out the character. Oh yeah, I've got my edges and hindrances figured out. Oh, let me take note of I think. Alright, what hindrances do you have so far? Uh, hindrances? I, ha I did take Night Terrors, uh, Curious, and Bad Ears, just the mild one. Uh, I'm not completely stone deaf. I only have a minus two to hearing anything. What did you say? Exactly. I think she just smiles and kind of just the, 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 does the whole the, the, the smile and nod and hope that it wasn't bad news or a question. She, she pretends she actually heard you. And exactly. <laughs> and they That's ask the question, be I'll fun. just have to repeat it. Yes. 
I'll just have to tune out occasionally just to make it that much more real. A cousin of mine is deaf out of her left ear. And it took me forever to realize that because she never really brought attention to it. She would just always make sure that she was standing with everybody to her right side. And if you got to her left, she would discreetly, you know, change positioning somehow. And it was the weirdest thing when I found out. I was like, really? Really? That's pretty smart. That's sad. There's one called Ugliest Sin. No, I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't think I'm going to go that route. And currently for her edges, a couple of these might change, but arcane background is obviously for sure. Mechanically inclined, I'm not getting rid of that one. Um, Two-fisted, maybe, maybe not. And then purdy. I got a purdy face. Uh, I do have a question. Okay. Um, for for belongings, um, when you do like a two, do you get like all of that or one of that? Like how does that exactly work? Or is those just the uh, examples of what you could get? Uh, that is an example. You can take a thousand in cash or, or a boat or, you know. I wasn't sure because they put the semicolon after the cash. And that's why I was like, do you get the cash plus one of these? Because that's what, that's what confused me was the semicolon that was throwing it off. Because all the rest of them have regular colons. You mean commas? Well, co- commas, sorry. Also, belongings doesn't have to necessarily mean money. It, yeah, he's a gambler. Of course it means money. <laughs> Well, no, you can have some... I know, I know, but for him, it means money. Yes, but you could also want to have a Hoyle's Guide to Cards. Oh. Okay. Which is the Huckster Spellbook. Yes. Oh, I don't... Oh, he wouldn't get that automatically, or how does that work? I will arrange... uh, The Hoyle's Book of Games is how Edmund Hoyle deciphered and took down notes. He is the first huckster for the most part. He okay. he deciphered all these arcane dealings. He wanted to learn magic and because magic is bad in the eyes of almost everybody, he took notes as far as gaming went. He collected different games from as he traveled and learned magic. He also learned their different card games and stuff. And that's how he took his notations. The basic book of of Hoyle's book of games that you can get off of any general store, can you can learn hexes from it. They're just, it's been reprinted so many times and notes change so much, it's harder to do. The more... Uh, original of a copy you can find the better you can learn from it ah, and the first okay. original was like 1853 or something there's there's actually two originals there is his thesis book which was published unfiltered as in it wasn't encoded with the book of games it's just straight up the spell book almost and then there is the one that he went back and did again this time to make sure it wasn't quite as obvious to everybody. And that's the Hoyle's Book of Games. I think the first one was like 1853, and the second one was 1863. And the closer you get to those years, the less variation you have and bad translation you have between the spells. Uh, 1769 was the first one. Okay. So here's my question: Would would a huckster automatically have a, some sort of simple version of that, or like it would probably just with whatever they have, kind of thing? You can the the most recent printing is a quarter. Anybody can have that. 
Uh, okay. One of the previous ones is $20. I'd say you can buy that one if you want. Uh, further back, they are rare. So any huckster knows that if you do see one somewhere, you want to try to acquire it somehow. Buying it from somebody, stealing it from somebody, you know. Got it. So, the, but in because of that reason, no, the people with it don't like announce it usually, kind of thing. I would imagine. Not everybody knows. I mean, hucksters know, but right. not everybody knows what's going on. With it. So it could be just some collector who has no idea what it is. It just knows that it's an old deck of cards right. or book, whatever. Uh, so okay, when you want to learn a spell, um, the basic book has a malfunction rating of a ten. If you roll equal to or less than that number, the spell you're looking for is in the book. If you roll higher than that number, you have to find a different book. And what would I be rolling on, then? It's a d20. Oh, okay, okay. So you really roll a d20, and, and the number you're trying to hit is a 10? Yeah, for the basic book. Okay. Because basically, the if you roll higher than that, then in your particular printing of it, somebody changed a chart around, or you know who knows what they did, but it's not there. It's okay. So you're saying all of them are sort of there, but they've been some have been altered and changed, yes. and they're just not functional. They've been okay, turned. okay, I gotcha. And then, assuming the book you have has the spell, you then make an Academia Occult roll. The target number is five, plus one for every malfunction point of the book below twenty. So a basic book is ten below 20 so that's 5 plus 10 you have to roll a target number 15 to actually learn the spell from the vast misprinting typo error filled monstrosity that is in that book okay and that's a what kind of roll for that academia occult hucksters oh, right. need at least one rank in academia occult okay i have a d10 for that so i'm let's see um, I could put, you know, I could put my D12 over there. Actually, it might be better. Also, another thing, you need hex slinging, which is a skill. It's not on the front page. It would be on the arcane page, arcane tab. Right. Oh yes, I see it. It's a skill, though. Yes, hex slinging is a skill, so it would cost you from your your skill points. The trait okay. that it is linked to depends on the hex you are casting, so it varies. <laughs> so all. Yeah, pretty much. If, if the hex boosts your strength, it probably rolls on your strength. Uh, the soul blast is an attack. It rolls your spirit. Um, shadow walk, which is like a teleportation between shadows, I think might roll on your smarts. You know, they, they vary depending on the spell. So there is no trait that is good for every spell. Okay. There's also the catch with spell casting in that way. You're making deals with Manitou, and there is backlash, just like in Shadowrun, but there's also the fact that, unlike in in uh, Shadowrun where you resist the drain, uh, you always take drain from spellcasting, even if you fail. In this case, it will be your wind. So when you exhaust your wind, that's it. You aren't spellcasting anymore. You're laying down, breathing heavily. Yeah, not all not all hexes cost wind to do. Some of them cost wind to maintain, but like soul blast, soul blast you can soul blast to your heart's content as long as you draw the right hand each time you do it. Okay. Hmm. All right. 
Yeah, I think I'll I'll push I'll put my two D twelve in knowledge. Well, I don't know. The D ten should be okay for that if I needed it. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to think because the other the smarts is where his gambling is, right? Yes. And I want him very good at gambling. <laughs> it's how he makes money. It doesn't actually work. That's, that that sounds that's that's too much work. Yeah, I'll leave it there for the moment. I'll look at it in a second. Okay. All right. All right. All right, going back to his stuff. So, under belongings, so I would get either... Could I get a better book if I picked belongings? Yes, you can. At what rank would I need to at least put it at in order to get one of these, one, a, a better book? And would, But I wouldn't get the cash, though, at the same time, would I? He needs cash. Ugh. Okay. How much cash does, he, does a character usually start with? $250. Lame. Okay. Well, honestly, things don't cost that much either. I mean, I crap. I think I spent like sixty dollars on my weapons and ammo, and then I still have one hundred ninety dollars. Where I'm thinking, you're going, uh, what do I do with this? Yeah, if you want a horse, horses can run you high. But what level of belongings were you thinking of taking? Uh, somewhere in the two or three mark. Three is a lot. Yeah, that's what I was looking at. That I was like, uh, there was a. That's why I was like, could I get the lower version of the cash and the book if I took three? Like, could I get a thousand in cash and the book if I went with three? Considering it's a lot. Because I was like, well, I don't know if you would carry around 5,000 in cash, you know? That's a lot of cash to be carrying around. I mean, even a thousand is a lot, you know? But uh, this is like, that, that's what I'm saying is my under- with the story I thought of him is literally he is just separated from his dad. And this is pretty much the money that, you know, that got his dad killed in the first place. You know, he basically uh, went some high rollers that were so happy about losing their cash. All right. If you go through, can have a thousand dollars and a 1800 edition. Dang. And it wasn't the money that got your father killed. It was that book that got your father killed. Makes sense. You said 1800s? Yes. So write down a Hoyle's Book of Games, 1800, Malfunction, 18. Okay. Uh, while I'm on you, what is Evan's Hindrances? Actually, that that's going to decide my last one, so give me one more second here. I, I have Greedy um, as one and uh, Scrawny as the other. I have, to pick, I have to get one more if I'm going with the Belongings one. I think I know which one I want. Hold on. And do you know James's edges? What? Oh, James's edges. Oh. Yeah, uh, arcane, blessed. Hold on. Uh, the voice, soothing. And this is from a. Uh, this is from the book of the South. Uh, Cavalier. Since I am technically from the South, it just gives me a bonus. Uh, uh, plus two bonus on my horse riding skill. How old is James? Twenty-four. June seventh, nineteen fifty, or I'm sorry, eighteen fifty-four. So he could be twenty-three, depending on what year, what time of year we start. Uh, it's going to be after summer. So yeah, he'll be uh, twenty-four. He went into the Confederate Army when he was sixteen. Uh, basically, it was to get access to seminary school. So he was technically part of the army while in seminary, and then he stayed in the army and served out his six years till he was twenty-two. So he went in for the GI Bill. Pretty much. I honestly have no idea how they, you know, how you became a 
pastor or preacher in the 1800s. You were born into it? Uh, some people but, had a calling and just probably hung around at the church a lot. And... Yeah, but I mean, I, I figure that, you know, they aren't going to let some random person who says, hey, I'm a preacher, go out there and start blessing people and doing the last rites and holy prayers for people just before battle. They wanted these people to know what the hell they were doing. Yeah, there's probably qualifications that the the local, whoever was the head of the church, you know, this person has studied and passed all of the tests and he's ordained or whatever. There was prob- There's probably credentials for that. Okay. So his oh, his parents died around the time he was twenty, and so he spent his last two years. Uh, actually, no, they died when he was sixteen. So it was shortly after he joined the army that they passed away. So about eight years ago, so seventeen eight seventeen seventy ish. Uh, yeah. All right. They were killed. They were killed during the fighting of the Confederacy taking back St. Louis. One of the many times? Yeah. All right. What was that about, Evan, now? Did you finally fin- figure out the last? Yes. And, and this was since that story came up that you want to do. What if I went with enemy and that people, the people are still after back after the book? Because I still have it and they didn't get it back after killing dad. So they have an awareness of me, just maybe not know where I'm at at the moment. Let's see. How many, how many more hindrance points can, I can you do... benefit from? Uh, up to eight greedies, up to three. I only need two to make up for my edges, though, but up to three. Oh, did you roll on the table yet for our jokers? No, I'm working on that. Vengeful but inexperienced youth who is stalking you might be worth points. For three points, I think experienced, um, somebody that is both experienced and knowledgeable about the what the book is could probably mm-hmm. be a three point. Okay, I will take it. So and probably isn't like full of resources, but has a few kind of thing to keep uh, to keep an eye out in case it pops up again and go after it. Hey, Silas, which arcane background did you end up taking? Huckster or mad scientist? Ah, as I said, lots of fun. Yeah, I could play that well. I think. Right, mad science. Well, the here's something ironic: the mad scientist idea has been around since the 1800s. It's actually uh, a character of a guy I was a big fan of as a teenager was originally written back in the 17, 1800s. The character's name was Tom Swift, and he created a lightning gun, which was supposedly the basic premise of the modern-day taser. Nice. Don't have anything yet for Jalen. Jeff, do you know what hindrances you want? I think so. I think I'm going with uh, Law of the West, a Pacifist, and Poverty. What level of Pacifist? Oh. Uh, I thought there was only one. I only had three points. Pacifist is three or five. Oh, okay, yeah, three. Definitely not five. For three, you don't like to kill unless it's absolutely unavoidable. For five, you just don't kill, period. Yeah, it's three. So Law of the West, Pacifist, and what was the last one? Poverty. All right, what about Edges? Uh, I'm sure about, well, so I'm not even sure about Brawny. Brawny, what is size due to fighting? Um, just normally nothing. Size is mostly on, um, how much damage it takes to cause a wound. Okay, so I'll probably go with, uh, Brawny, uh, sense of direction, 
tough as nails. And the one I'm iffy about is arcane background for blessed. Wait, you want to do arcane blessed? I said I'm iffy about it. What level tough as nails? Oh, two. And yeah, you don't have to be a preacher to be blessed. Anybody can. I had an NPC. She was. I, I had a theme going that never got fully explored. They were the uh, encounter to the seven deadly sins. They were the virtues. And she was selflessness. She basically, everything she had, she gave to other people. Um, she was malnourished. She was, no, but she also was blessed and she could call on uh, different miracles to help her actually defend other people and protect other people and stuff like that. Here's after. So gear, buy what you want. Um, if you want custom weaponry, there are some custom modifications that can be found in Law Dogs. We can go over that, like if you want pearl handles, stuff like that. Um, anything that is purely cosmetic, if you want stuff to stand out in that way, by all means. For the Mad Scientist. Yeah. One of the... Uh, for every science skill that you get to a five you get benefits when you're devising things um, but what is your mad science rating starting out as um i'm not sure i'm still i'm still lost on that part of everything okay so mad science um the more dice the better obviously right but um when you are choosing your starting gizmo you can start with anything in the core book, or there is several things in the Smith and Robards book that you can start with, but it depends on the level of your mad science. Since you are considered to have created the device you're starting with, your skill determines what you can by default have started with. But I can get you that list afterwards. The short thing, let me, if I can find just a few items. So there's things like an air carriage, which is a auto gyro, uh, which takes a very high skill, I think, but it is generally a one or two person helicopter. A velocipede, yes. which is like a motorcycle. There are gliders. There are jet packs, or sorry, rocket packs. Um, steam wagons, which is like a horseless carriage, a submersible boat, which won't really fit in in Montana all that well. <laughs> um, air catcher, parachutes, you can start with those. Um, bulletproof clothing, a hat gun, a hat periscope, rocket boots, ghost rock detector, owl eye goggles which are uh, like night vision goggles. Rattler detectors, which are a mixed blessing because if you detect a rattler, you're in trouble. And then other things like flapjack machine, mechanical mule, and there's also alchemy, which is a bit more complex, but you can make elixirs that heal people and stuff like that. That's awesome. It's more like alchemy from Pathfinder than it is alchemy from Chatteron. That's what that character was that I was considering when I first heard about the scientist. She was an alchemist. She was my gnome alchemist, and she was freaking fun as shit to play. And one thing I forget to remember, what her name was. Mad Science all has malfunctions ratings. Uh, 19 is the highest it can go. Typically, it's between a 16 and an 18. When you try to use something, you roll a d20. 
If you roll higher than the malfunction rating, it malfunctions. One of the players in the game I ran had, uh, it just turned out this way, a hatred of Gatling pistols. They typically have a malfunction rating of 18. He could never get one to work. He even had somebody build him a custom one that was more reliable with a 19. It failed the first time he tried to use it. <laughs> Other stuff he could use just fine. Gatling pistols, always breaking on. And then another thing, um, relics do exist. Things gain power uh, based on the situations in which they are used or they find themselves. Um, like Wyatt Earp has or never been belief. shot. So any badge that Wyatt Earp has ever worn imparts the user a benefit to not being shot. Um, David Bowie, not David, Jim, <laughs> Jim Bowie, I think his name is Jim Bowie's, uh, Bowie knife. His last Bowie knife is a magical knife. Wild Bill Hickok's guns are relics. Uh, relics can do anything from extra damage. They can damage things that are normally immune to normal weapons. Um, and if you use something a lot for very particular purposes they might impart some uh, magical energy and get better at doing those things hucksters can also create relics but it's hard to do but there's also very special circumstances like if you can get a hold of the bullets left in the gun of somebody that died in a duel they might be magical you know? oh. so collecting weird things might be a thing it gotcha. can be you know, these are things that not everybody knows about, but weird situations will turn up with weird things sometimes. There are also some strange creatures that if you use their pieces and parts in your alchemy or simply just uh, building items like ghost rock, steel made out of ghost rock, or heated with ghost rock or something like that, oh. infused, Before you it, go, though, it makes it stronger. Mm -hmm. Before you go... The way mad science works is ghost rock. In 1868, there was a quake that knocked uh, most of the western half of California into the Pacific Ocean. Now it's a maze of cliffs and waterways and stuff like that. On those cliff faces, people discovered ghost rock, which they mistook for coal at first. It looks like coal with white veins running through it. It's named Ghost Rock because when they burned it, it emits this low moaning wail like the, the wail of the damned. So they call it Ghost Rock. It burns hotter and longer than coal, and it's what allows mad science to work. It is very sought after. Instead of mining just gold and silver now, people mine specifically for Ghost Rock. There are towns that will use it as currency instead of actual coinage. So it's a valuable commodity, and mad scientists need it to get their stuff to work. All right, that's basically what I was thinking, yeah. Yeah, so it's yeah. something to be aware of that anytime you find some, you need to get some. I hoard it, is what you're saying. And also kind of use it consistently. as it's been, it's, You can buy it a lot of places. It's also been found elsewhere in the state since. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's just uh, uh, was initially located there. Um, and a lot of the mad scientist stuff involved things like vaporizing it using the vapors or, or you know, using the sound of it. You know, weird shit. Right on the money with what I was imagining then. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Well, yeah, I got to head out for the night. All right. All right. Bye. Yep. Catch y'all later.
Anybody else have any other finishing touches? Uh, all right, so where do I get spells and stuff? All right. How does this work? In and the... what determines how many spells slash miracle we can Yes, have? I will get that in a moment here. So everybody has note of what cards they had, right? Oh, we're not keeping those right there? No, well, I need to use a deck to determine what everybody's group means, so I need one deck. Oh, 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 oh. Um, so, you know, once you have your, your sheet filled out, you don't need them anymore. But I don't want to take cards until everybody has their attributes filled in. Yeah. Uh, mine is, mine's fine. You can take mine. So time. I'm good. Let's start with the Huckster. All right, hexes. Starting hexes. Every Huckster starts with as many hexes as your Hexling in aptitude level. So if your Hexling is a three, you start with three hexes. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, so that being, I currently have it as a four. So you would start with four hexes. After the game starts, new hexes, besides the learning process, cost five bounty points. So I can either learn them through the book that I have or spend bounty points. No, you, you always spend the bounty points. It's just whether you can learn a hex, you need the book. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So the bounty points you have to have. I, I understand. It was the way you said it. Yeah. confused me for a um, second. Any of the hexes in the core book, you can decipher without needing the book of games. So you don't have to roll the skill roll or any of that to see if it's in there. Any of those hexes in the core book, you can learn easier. It's all the hexes in the Hucksters and Hexes book that might not be in the book that you have to decipher and learn that way. Okay. So, and so I would get, um, so I would just start with the four that I start with then, right? Yes. And they start on page, it looks like 156 or 57, somewhere in there. All right. For Blessed, you start with Protection plus one additional miracle for every level in either the higher of professional theology or faith. Well, for me, that will be faith. And how do I learn new miracles? Or is that just divine uh, It's prayer and spending bounty points. All right, so when it's got these hands, how many cards are we drawing for this? Is it five or something? All right, it says... when you make your um, hexling and roll, your target number is a five most of the time. If you hit a target number five, you draw five cards. For every raise you okay. get, which is five over your target number, you draw another card. So if you roll really well, you can draw seven, eight, nine, ten cards. And then and you have to form it's the based best on, hand. You said based on hex leaning. I got four, but what's the dice? Depends on the hex you're, you're casting. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. So if you look at Mind Twist, it's smarts. You would roll four, whatever your smarts die are. Phantom uh, okay, fingers I is see. spirit. Earshot cognition. Okay, now I understand. Okay. Hmm, interesting. So obviously you're far more likely to hit the easier ones than the, the tougher ones. But the tougher ones are going to be definitely really powerful. Yeah, like if you look at corporeal tweak, right? You enhance a target or your own physical attributes. It's a speed one, which means it takes one action card to, to do. It's based on smarts and you need at least a pair if you draw a pair you boost it by one step which is die type if you draw a straight you do boost it by three steps if at any time supernaturally you get to a d12 
any additional steps add plus two. So it'd be a d12 plus two or a d12 plus four. That's how that goes. If you advance something beyond the d12. Oh, I see, I see. Because it increases your actual die. Yeah. Oh, interesting. So corporeal twist is you can reduce an enemy's physical attributes. Mind tweak is the mental version. You can reduce their mental stuff. Help in hand is the way hex- hucksters can heal people. Phantom okay. fingers is like mage hand. You know, Missed me is a good one. You can use a hex to make yourself harder to hit, to shoot. Soul blast is the default attack hex. There is also bash, which is you can attack non-living things because soul blast does need a uh, living or undead target. Okay, so soul blast is your sort of normal one. Yeah, it's the normal attack spell. Trinkets might be good for a gambler type. Oh wow, soul blast is, can get nasty if you if you oh. get a really good hand. Oh yeah. Ugh, wow. My, my huckster lost an arm to a soul blast. Somebody actually did some statistical math on it and soul blast they believe that soul blast was unbalancing due to the fact that you could almost always score a pair i mean the the hope is you could score a pair but i mean a pair is what 1d6 it's not terrible d6 wind you need jacks or better to actually do damage ah i see i see and i played a huckster for a long time there are many soul blast i cast that did jack oh it's based on spirit Oh, oh yeah, okay. she had a good spirit and she had a good hexlinging, but when you draw cards, hucksters have two levels of failure, or two potentials of failure. A bad roll, or a bad draw. You can get an awesome roll and still get a bad draw. I right, you could, you could, oh, meaning you could get a whole bunch of cards, but still get nothing in the cards. Yes. Uh, okay. There I were see. times when I was drawing seven, eight, nine cards and not getting anything worth. So if you don't get a pair, it basically means it fails completely. Yeah, nothing happens. Ah, okay. There are um, edges that you can get later, so you have to pay a lot for them. One of them is Old Hand, I think they call it, which is an experienced huckster. You say you rolled well enough to draw 15 cards, right? If you get a Joker or a a Black Joker, when you draw your 15 cards, you suffer backlash. With this edge, you can stop drawing as soon as you get a hand that you like. If you draw seven cards, you can stop then. Without that edge, you have to draw all 15. Which increases your chance of hitting a joker. There's a reason why I put only D6s in my spirit. So I have four D6 in my spirit. But most of my target numbers are only fives. Okay, so explain how I'm filling this out. I got the hex slinging out of four, but then it's got ritual and rituals. What does that mean? Uh, those I think you ignore. Rituals are for shamans. Ah, okay. So I don't have to worry about that. So the hexing is your your primary, and then I put I can do soul blast and the dice. There is it just your hexing, or is it? Or I'm confused. Is it always your hexing? Like under so when it says out of power, it's got you put your t- your name in. Then it's got like I don't know. It's speed. oh no, it's speed. Oh, that's speed. I see now. All right, so. So speed is usually a one or a two. In this case, yeah. it was a one. All right. And then it's concentration or whatever. Yeah, ranges. some durations will okay. be like one round per level of your hex slinging. Others will be so much wind per round that you maintain it. 
Oh, okay. But this does not have a place to put dice or anything. How annoying. No, so I'd that's... have to literally... Yeah, you have to manually roll those. Okay. I don't like this arcane thing. Or what you can do also is under each trait on that thing, add one at the very bottom for hex slinging. Ah, yeah, I could do something like that. Oh, I see. I see what you're saying. So, you know, if you have hexes that are cognition, add a hex slinging under cognition. Ah, that's a good idea. Okay. So, like, in this case, it would be spirit for this one, right? Yeah. All right. So, who did not need their cards anymore? I don't. I don't. All right. So, let me try this. So, then I roll this for Soul Blast. Uh, and I only got a four. So, basic. Oh, wait. No, that didn't work at all. Why didn't it work? What happened? I roll character type. No attribute was found. Wait, it says attribute. So it did not cue to the spirit attribute when I did that. I'm going to borrow your character sheet for a minute there. Yeah, go ahead. If I can figure out which one. You name on it. Unless it didn't work. Oh, no, it just says you character. You just Oh, wait, hold I on. That. Hold on, uh, here, I'll fix that. There you go, see, name. That makes it easier. Say I put Soul Blast under the spirit. Wait, how come it worked for you but not for me? Or did you... What happened? Hold on, let me try I it again. clicked the die next to Soul Blast. Oh, maybe it was just the first one that glitched. Okay, so if we took your roll of 23, that's a lot, isn't it? Yes, so for hitting a 5, um, Soul Blast also has range penalties, I think. Okay. Or does it just have a flat range? Uh, 50 yards per hexing level, maximum. It just has a maximum range. Okay. So, Soul Blast, then you would might have vision modifiers, but no range penalties. So, okay. you would draw five cards for hitting a five, a sixth card for hitting a ten, a seventh card for hitting a fifteen, and an eighth card for hitting a twenty. So, you'd draw eight cards. For that twenty-three. Yeah. Oh, so, okay. in this case, you're using the blackboard to recall everything in that deck. So eight cards I'll lay on the top, which is pretty much Jack. Yeah, wow. So, you still got nothing... Even with the eight cards. Yeah. So that's where Huxers carry a gun. Don't rely on your hexes. And I think it's in, it's in either Hex Arcana or the, uh, what is it, Hexes and Hucksters? In one of those two books, it basically says, you want to know the best way of being a really good Huckster? Don't cast hexes. <laughs> okay. So, so relying on, on it is it can be uh, can be tricky if that's the case. Yeah. Okay. Now there are it's dangerous. There are uh, Hoyle's cards that are very rare relics, and each card you possess when you draw for this, you get to draw an extra card. There are places where the magic level is higher, and you get to draw extra cards. So, I mean, there are some mitigating factors to it, but if you rely on hexes all the time, you're probably going to be disappointed. Okay. All right. So the idea with the the hexes is that you can um, possibly do significant amount of damage, but it, at the same time, you just go bust at the same time. Yeah. Or you like just look like you're shadow walk. You can teleport. Maybe you know you don't do it for convenience. You do it when you really need to. Oh, I see. Oh, and their range is so. If they it, the the tricky part with that is. You know, if you have to be, you know, ten yards away, then then you only can do it on 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 three of a kind, and that's otherwise it just fails. 
Interesting. Do you select for that one? Do you select your location before you draw? Yes. Or do you draw? Uh, so it would, it would honestly just fail if, if, it, if you just didn't hit the range. Uh, actually, yeah, you pick the, the location, and depending on how far it is, that's the hand you have to hit. Okay, so that's a bit tricky, so you want to be careful with that one. That makes sense. Oh, okay, but a few interesting ones are like the Shadow Man, which just gives you bonuses to your sneak roll. So if you happen to fail on that, then it's not usually the end of the world kind of thing, you know? Yeah, most of them, I mean, as long as you're not doing it in life or death situations, most of them, if you fail, it's no big... And you but said Trinkets was a good one. Let's see. I ran a game here locally where one player wanted to be a Huxer, and he wanted to cast his, his Soul Blast for every single encounter... And it was failure after failure after failure. He finally talking about Rich. Retire. Yeah, he finally wanted to retire the character because it was a useless character. Mm. Yeah, it's a matter of picking your moment and you know wishing for the best. Lucky. Right. I, I imagine with with even with the soul blast, it's it's you probably don't want to start out with this. You know what I mean? Maybe, but but if when you realize this is going to be, you know, this is going to be a tough fight, maybe see if you can get a lucky shot in. You know? Yeah. It's just it just don't think of it as as a weapon. Think of it as because I mean it's not you're gonna not gonna use it reliably and consistently over and over again. It's just one of those things that's uh, really dramatic and esoteric and could be useful, could be not. You just gonna have to pick your moment. Right. Oh, I do like trinkets. That's cute. So wait a minute, I can actually use that to like cheat in a game and stuff if I pull a specific playing card out. Yes. Ooh. Yeah, hucksters are very often card sharks. Also, here's the question. Did Scaly get anything cool for his uh, Joker? I'm still determining those. Oh, I got oh. two Jokers. <laughs> yeah, you, well, you, he just, he basically know. just all made us Jokers. But no, uh, there. I know when I was reading over hucksters, they have, there's a uh, table that he can roll off of that can give you a... Uh, it's not a quirk. It's something. It's something weird. It's like the day you were born. Some. It was some type of event, like an eclipse or something, and that may give you a bonus on certain skill checks at certain times. It's a very situational bonus for having a Joker. Knack. That's the word. It's a knack. Like you could look at something and be like, "Oh, that's a demon." You've never encountered a demon in your life, but somehow you know that's a demon. That's a nasty one. Texas Twister. Wait, you can only get it on Jack. What Jacks? Does that mean like a pair of Jacks? What does that mean? Yeah, a pair of Jacks. That's what I thought. A pair of Jacks are better. Okay, when it says the hand, I can do, as long as I do better than a pair of Jacks, that's okay then. Yes. Okay, good. So I have a question. How does a huckster, like, I- I'm curious how they, do they, how do they sell some of these things that they actually do, like walking into shadows and stuff? I mean, it, try not to have to. Okay, 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 okay. I, I'm just curious on on this. I mean, do they can can they explain it as just like a flicker of the eye kind of thing? Like you just didn't see me. I mean, I'm just curious. They can try. Ah. If they have a really good bluff, they might get people to believe it. Okay. I swear, Your Honor, he just stepped into the shadow and disappeared. You'd be like, huh? Bluff is tale telling, right? Tale telling is its own skill. Oh, I don't see bluff anywhere. What's what would be bluff? Bluff is under smarts, I think, or mean, one or the other. It's under mean, maybe it's under smarts. Tale telling is telling Ah. tall stories, 
and also how you convince people that what they saw really wasn't that bad but it's less of a uh, a quick lying type thing and more of a i'll read the description in the yeah bluff is smarts along with gambling ridicule streetwise okay I see bluff. How did I miss that before? Tale telling is, um, I, if I remember correctly, what we used it most for were things like reducing the fear level of an area. Because, I mean, once bad shit starts to go down in a town, the fear level starts to go up. And when the fear level goes up, the entire town gets more ominous, and then people get even more afraid. So it sort of like creates a cycle, right? In order to break the cycle, one of the ways you can do that is to tell a tale, to make it, you know, to give it a, a, a story context so that let people can remove themselves from the, the the effect of the fear, temporarily at least, and have some sort of like distance to it so that it can recede. Okay. Hey, Joe, did you want us to limit our spell selection to the core rulebook? Um, anything out of it, run it by me. Anything in the core book, you can take fine. <laughs> nice helping hands. I can, <laughs> I can heal people a whole wound level by playing solitaire. I still love the name of that chapter. Blowing things all to hell. Ooh, earshot's not a bad one, Eat too. Um, I have a question. When it says concentration or one win per round, so the concentration means they can't act at all, right, during it? Mostly. Um, you can move while concentrating, but you can't really do a whole lot. Of okay. Or you can spend one win around to be able to act and still... Gotcha. Okay. Uh, would a hatchet be considered a tomahawk? I'm looking at the fighting weapons list, and I see club and um, fist and um, knife and stuff, but not hatchet or It axe. could be uh, equivalent for what, the skill or the weapon damage and stuff? Uh, both. I wasn't quite sure where a hatchet would fall in. Um, if you take, think that a hatchet would be strength plus one, it's bigger than a knife, but not really meant to be a weapon, so not as good tomahawk, which is meant to be a weapon. Yeah, you wouldn't want to chop down a, a tree with a tomahawk. No. And you can neither do fight and hatchet or fight and tomahawk. They would probably be ancient, so that if you fought with one, you could probably fight with the other. Okay. Um, so what I'm thinking is uh, uh, Jalen is a sort of traveling farmhand. Um, you know, kind of like working for a supper type person. And uh, you would, you know, basically find nearby farms and ranches that needed help and, um, you know, work for his, his food. That works. He's big, he's strong, but he's something of a pacifist, and he's a devout Mormon, so he doesn't drink. So he's pretty honest. So I kind of figured that would fit in well with the, the traveling farmhand type of idea. Hey, Joe, the, uh, the miracle I was looking at was Mercy, which allows me to turn my gun damage into wind damage instead. It's page 53 of Fire and Brimstone. Let me see if there's any that Baptist... Yeah, Mercy is fine. Now, that doesn't make a damn like a sense. What, that Mercy's fine? No, that Dervish isn't. As far as I can tell, only Islamic is allowed to have Dervish. Uh, Dervish is a Middle Eastern concept. Yes, but the Knights Templar we're very fond of using swords to whack evil. I'm trying to figure out what the fourth one I want is. I could do helping hands, although I don't know. Does your does your dude heal people? I can heal, and I'm pretty sure that more likely. Uh, Jeff, are you planning on doing healing? 
No, I wasn't actually thinking of that. Okay, well, yeah, I can lay on hands. The only problem is, is my ability does not work on myself. Jesus, <laughs> you can't heal yourself. Okay. And God does not look kindly upon those who are selfish. Mm. Are, are you also learning sucker? Yeah, I got succor. We well, if you're blessed, you start out with protection. I got Leon and Smite Sakor, and I was about. To... Hmm. I was thinking about going Smite, and um, I'm debating whether or not uh, to do um, Exorcism or Sanctify. Just be wary of those links, man. Those things take forever. Hey, Joe, am I reading this right? Five rounds divided by faith level. Say that again. Under Mercy, it says five rounds slash faith level. Per. Oh! Okay, so if I did Mist Me and I cast it like at the beginning of a fight, I would have to spend one wind per round to actually do any kind of combat otherwise. Or just basically I am completely on defense kind of thing. Hmm, interesting. Yeah, well, you could concentrate as long as you need to, and then if you do need to do something, spend the wind. Well, I took shotguns as one of my shooting skills, and so, you know, I don't want to be like, repent, blam! Ooh. Didn't mean to blast you in half. Ooh, there's... Last rights, last rights. (laughs) There's mind twist. This one's actually kind of interesting. I could lower I could lower someone's smart, so basically they, they turn from a good gambler to a bad gambler. It's a bit cruel, isn't it? I am greedy, though. You just gotta be careful when you cast that, because remember, cards suddenly appear in your hand. I know. And so if you're sitting there, you're playing poker, and you're playing seven-card poker, and suddenly 12 cards pop up in your hand, you're gonna have some explaining to do. Only the best five appearance. Yes, but if he's already holding five cards from the game. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, no. And n- number two, this would probably be something once I realize who I'm playing against, I would do as I, I would I would cast like when they're, uh, I would, you know, like I'm playing with the deck of eight cards waiting for them to, to start the game kind of thing, you know? Sort of like make a judgment of, of who's playing and then uh, before you join and target the one that looks like the uh, the toughest player, and suddenly he's not as tough anymore. But it can be for any of the mental traits, technically. So, um, I mean, I could target his spirit. If I did that, would that lower his maximum win value if, like, his spirit got lowered? Yes, it would lower Ew. maximum win. Ew. That could be pretty dirty, actually. I might go ahead with nine twist, and it's smarts. That's a good one for me. There we go. I have my four spells. My hexes. That's what I meant. So, Joe, if I'm reading this right, when I use, for example, Smite, that's going to raise... It's not going to raise me a die type. It's just going to raise my uh, strength up. So, if my strength is at a... What the heck is my strength? Is right now a 2d8. If I use Smite... Yes. And then every raise I get on top of that, raises my uh, fighting. So if my fighting's at a 3, it'll go to a 4? No, it's step, die type. So if your strength was what, 3d8 you said? 2d8. 2d8. So if you hit target number 5, it becomes 2d10. If you hit 10, it becomes 2d12. If you somehow hit a 15, it becomes 2d12 plus 2. So anytime and then, you roll for example, fighting, I use... 
go ahead. So when I use so when I use my sword, for example, that's going to be strength plus three d eight. Swords don't do three. So if you attack with fighting swords, you roll however many dice your fighting is, and whatever die type your modified strength is. No, it would be nimbleness. Fighting, right? Yes, nimbleness. So you roll your fighting normally, and then if you hit, swords, depending on the swords, do strength plus 2d6 or strength plus 2d8. So you'd roll your 2d8 weapon damage and then your modified strength. So it would be, for example, a saber would be 2d8 plus, if my die type is, for example, a d10, 2d10? Yes. The strength portion, you take the highest die. The weapon portion, you total up. So you take the higher of whichever strength D10 rolled, added to the 2D8 weapon damage. And don't forget the defensive bonus. It's harder to hit people with a sword than it is with like your fist. All right, I'm back. Um, so that defense bonus applies to my target? Yeah. Yeah, when somebody punches you, their target number is base 5, plus however many ranks you have in fighting, plus the defensive bonus of any weapon you are wielding. I thought the defensive bonus applied to me. It makes you harder to hit. It applies to their target number to hit you. Right, but if I try to hit them with the sword, my defensive bonus applies to them? No, their defensive bonus applies to them. Ah, okay. Well, I was asking because it was just one of those things where it seemed like, uh, actually, that kind of makes sense, because I'm trying to stab you, and you see it coming, because I'm trying to stab you with this really long sword. And it's sort of like Shatteron. This is the era when people are kind of getting used to trying to outrun bullets. Yeah, for the most part, I'll be able to, to hit hard and uh, hit somebody pretty hard and shoot pretty well. I just got to remember to invoke mercy before I shoot somebody. I didn't mean to hurt your feelings, man. Uh, wait, hold on. I severed your spine. You have no feelings. My bad. So when it says one mile per hexing level, that's basically be four miles for me then, right? Yes. He can hear through your ears from pretty far away. I was tempted to go with private eye instead of the earshot so I could literally just see people's cards. Oh, just look through your eyes. Oh, I see what cards you have. It's kind of dirty, though. <laughs> Eventually, I should do, like, equipment. Oh, um, did you say we're getting something for these aces, or are you still working that out? For the jokers. Jokers. Yeah, that's what I meant to say. Sorry. Yes, you may or may not know what is going on. Some of you will know what you're getting. Some of you won't. Ooh. All right. And start with... Okay, all of these will come up during the game. Yeah, it looks like all of these will... Uh, you'll have to find them out during the game. Oh, so... No, nothing out. So nothing. We don't know anything right now. Nothing obvious that you know. Yes, that is correct. Okay. All right. That's fair. It looks like I got my skill points right. Uh, what was the acad? Was the knowledge academia? I said you said we need. I needed to know. You need academia occult. Oh, right. there is one that is known. Uh, Jeff, pick a knack. Is there a list of common knacks somewhere? Uh, yes. Hold on. I will read you the titles here. Bastard. Uh, Bastard lets you um, Nax in general lets you spend fate chips to do things. So A white lets you find an inanimate object you're looking for. Red lets you spot someone or something that's trying to hide from you. Blue lets you see invisible creatures. 
legend chips are like blue, but they last longer. There's blue veil. You were born with a purplish bit of your mama's insides wrapped tight around your noggin. With a white chip, you can't be surprised. Or, sorry, as long as you have a white chip to spend, you can't be surprised. Red, blue, or legend, you can spend one color, one of those per game. And I can describe a vision or dream of some sort that you have. Born on All Hallows Eat. Mr. Unlucky favors those born on this day of mischief. You have an innate sense of matters of the arcane or supernatural around you. If your character has arcane, background edge, and is mad scientist or a huckster, you can only use the blue or legend chip. So white, you can sense magic or energy within 50 yards. Red, you can sense magic and have some idea to its inclination or purpose. Uh, if you are blue, whenever your mad science or huckster draws a hand, you may discard any one card of your choice and draw another. And legend, you get the highest possible raise on your draw. Born on Christmas is lucky. If you have an arcane background edge, you may only be blessed or shaman and have this. Oh, sorry. This neck has no effect on shamanic or blessed powers. It works on tainted magic or hexes, gizmos, black magic. So white, any type of damage causing magic, you can gain points of armor. Red gives you more armor. Blues force a backfire and legend chips make you immune. Born under a blood red moon. Blood red moon leered down upon your birth. The wolves howled, the bobcats wailed. You have a wild and feral side. You can't work anything more complicated than a pistol and must take all thumbs, but animals think you're Mother Nature herself. Uh, chips let you get an idea of what critters are thinking or have them not attack you. They can become companions. Breach Birth. Given a full minute and a few minimal supplies, you can heal somebody and completely remove a single light wound per chip. It only works on light wounds for red. You can heal wounds uh, normally. If you heal less than an hour after a wound is received, you can heal one by spending a red. You can roll you, with a blue. You can completely remove a single wound from somebody's body, given 10 minutes and some homebrewed poultices. And with a legend chip, you can return somebody to life as long as the body is reasonably intact. Cat child. Cat stole your breath soon after you were born. You reduce your wind by four if you take this. Uh, with a white chip, you can land on your feet after a fall. With a red chip, you can see in darkness as long as there's a little bit of light. With a blue, your nimbleness is increased temporarily. And with a legend chip, you can die and lose one of your nine lives. Child of the Raven, you have psychometry, basically. So chips, uh, white lets you read a day back in an item's history, red is a year, blue is centuries, legend is any time. Earth bond, your character has some, some mystical bond with Mother Nature. Uh, let's see, white lets you add plus four to climb and sneak, survival, and track in. Red lets you make immediate natural healing roll for each wounded area, if you can find some roots and stuff like that. Blue lets you disappear in the wilderness. And legend lets you... Legend chips let you take an area that has a fear level and make it a level zero temporarily. Seventh son or daughter with a legend chip, if you die, you come back harrowed.
And those are the knacks. What was the one before Seventh Son? Earthbond. The Sioux say a person with the Earthbond is chosen by nature spirits to protect the physical world. Here, I'll give you a snapshot. Put this in Discord. Kathy says with Earthbond, maybe you're blessed because you're a druid. What? A druid? Yeah. Are you going druidic now? No, I'm Mormon. Funny, he don't look druish. Yeah, I'm definitely not a druish princess. I can uh, try to print out just the knack section. The earth one is tempting, although I haven't really set up my character skills to really go well with that. There were a couple of other interesting ones. What book is it from? I think I still have all the books you gave me a long time ago. It's in the Marshall's Handbook. Well, do you trust me just to look at that page? Yeah, if you have it, it's uh, next start on uh, 39. I found it. Oh, as a huckster, there are things you can learn called tricks. I forgot about that. They are like spells, but they are minor. Okay. Let's get you a list here real quick. Do they cost me anything to learn them? Yes. Don't tell me skills, because I, I, I've already used all those. No. Um, to learn them in-game, they cost two bounty points each. They take uh, two nights of studying. To start with it... Okay, so if you want to trade one of your hexes, you can get three tricks. Hmm. So some of the things they are. Bandage. Right, you can stop the bleeding from a wound. You can bar a door. You can summon a calling card or little thing to leave as a note. You can conjure up some coffee to wake people up. Um, you can determine what direction you're facing. You can find water. You can cause a flame or fire to flare up uh, to briefly blind people. And these are all individual ones? Yes, these are individual tricks. Um, in order okay. to cast a trick, uh, let me see, it's simpler than a hex. So you make your your hex sling and skill, and if you beat a five, you draw one card for each success, and all you have to do is get a red card to succeed. Any red card? Any red card. Okay. If all you draw are black cards, you fail. If you get the Black Joker, you suffer backlash as if you were casting a hex. But they uh, are just minor he- minor tricks. Not generally something you do in combat or anything like that. Uh, not necessarily, but like one of them is not reload. generally. Oh, okay. You know, as long as you have ammunition, doing this will reload them into your gun. Uh, there's one for shatter. You can make breakable I- items shatter. This isn't like the shatter and shatter up. I know. You can. I, one of them is to light cigar or candle or you know a small flame. Um, like I said, you don't have to do it to start. You don't have to trade a hex for it. You can pick them up during the game for two bounty points each. But I will get you the list so you can decide if you want. Okay. I mean, at worst case scenario, I'd probably just move another skill point into it and just get five and then have that one as my thing. So I don't know what I'd move. Dodge? I don't need dodge. Who needs dodge, right? Everybody should have dodge. Yeah. I had 32 skill points and I still feel like I need more. It's sad. 
Well, the max you could actually only pull off is 46, I believe, was the math I got. How do you get... Oh, wait. If you don't spend any points on edges, you buy 10 hindrances, and all your knowledge, cognition, and other skill are D12. Oh, right, 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 right. Because I forgot be 36. you can... Yeah, yeah, I forgot you can add your... Uh, you can add your um, hindrance points, edge points, or whatever to it. I forgot about that. Okay. Yeah, I didn't have any more though, so sadly, I I spent all that I that I bought. I really wish there was a way we could print off these character sheets just so I could see and be like, okay, let me do the math and make sure I did the math right. Actually, um, there I? are fillable PDFs. Hold on. That's five. Greedy is two, so I spent ten. I guess I'll take breach first. Hey, I do have a point left. Dun dun dun. I thought I uh. I thought I had spent all of my uh, hindrance points, but apparently I, I have one left because that's only five, six, seven, eight, nine. Dun dun dun! I have one point left. How much does Greedy get you? Three, right? Gre- uh, no, Greedy was two. And Scrawny? Scrawny was five, and the enemy was three. Oh, yep. So that's ten total, and then the edges were only five: one for the stair, and then three for the belongings. So I have one extra point. So. I could, if I wanted those, I could boof, beef up the uh, hex thing, and I can get myself some tricks. Wait, you did take the arcane background for hex sling, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the immediate five. Mm-hmm. That costs five right off the bat. So basically, scrawny and arcane uh, background. No, no, can't I arcane out. background and edge. Yes. Okay. They cancel it. Cancels itself out with scrawny. That's why I said. That's what I meant because they're both five. So it's fine, and then Whoa. the stairs only Wait, one. What? What, uh, what are you talking? About? It, it, the cost of it is the same as the the cost. Wait, is arcane out. background five? No, three. Is it? Wait, is it only three? I thought my brain isn't working. It, oh, oh, wait. So I have more points then. Holy cow! I was like, I honestly thought it was the five. Devil did you lose five to arcane background? Oh yeah, okay, so three, four. Oh wait, five, six, seven. I only cast. I only okay. So I only use seven. Okay. All right. If you want a form fillable PDF, there's one in Discord. Mm, okay. I, I have three more points then. <gasps> what am I gonna do? You could take another edge. Yeah, well, I don't know what other edge I want. Let me see. There is one that I can think of, but it would take Joe's approval. What? It's the one that I talked to him about earlier. Arcane Prodigy. It's uh, out of the hex, hexes and hucksters, or apt prodigy, or something. It's like giving him like a natural knack of it or something. Uh, it lets you learn hexes faster. Oh, hexes are a little easier to learn. It takes half the normal time, and you can also develop new hexes a little easier. Hmm. Eh, I don't know. Are there any other good ones in that book that's for a hexer? For a hex? No, old hand, but you have to play for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I thought of my worst nightmare, by the way. Oh, right. I have to do a worst nightmare thing, too, don't I? Write that one out. Is there room on the character sheet on Roll20 for that? If not, add it to the bottom of the questionnaire when you send me a copy of it. But yeah, there's also room on the character sheet on Roll20 for Worst Nightmare. I could take Purdy. He could be all Purdy. 
Alright, with that, I think I'm going to end the recording because we have most of those details.